Welcome, you are locked on 76ers. On today's episode, Keith and I dive into the potential, realistic potential for the 22-23 campaign of Tyrese Maxey. What is it? We dive into it next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's up, D? What's happening, man? Happy Monday to you. Back at you. Back at you. Yeah, Monday, all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Monday in the summer, as that at that. Uh, welcome, everybody. You are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my partner and co-host here, Keith Pompey of The Inquirer. And uh, we want to make sure we thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers for your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here, YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, as we Hit these dog days of summer, things have quieted down in the NBA as far as signings go and Sixers and what they're able to do. Uh, once the James Harden thing was finally complete, as far as the report goes with his contract, that here we are as we uh, just you know talk about a lot of different things about the team. And one of the more popular players outside of Joel Embiid is Tyrese Maxey. Had a big jump from year one to year two, where he was basically a um, a bit player where Doc Rivers decided to insert him into the lineup. And in comes year two, the Ben Simmons situation, Tyrese Maxey, Shake Milton fighting for those starting minutes with the uh, other four starters. And he emerges as the starter and he never gives it up. Right away out of the gate, first game, he gives you 20 plus. And he goes on to average 17 on the season. You can see the dynamic style of play he has, not only with his downhill ability, but also his improvement on his outside shot so much, Keith, where he finished the season third in the NBA with just over 40, 42% from beyond. So I ask you, what's a realistic expectation for him from year two to year three, again, as a starter on this basketball team? No, that, that's a great question. Um, I, I think it's going to be a little bit more of the same that we saw towards the end. You know, and this is crazy, and I, I hope I'm not really um, sidestepping and being long-winded with this answer. But when but when I think of Tyrese Maxey, I think of Andrew Tony for the Sixers. And I'm not saying – I know some people out there are like, what are you talking about? That's blasphemy. Interesting. But, you know, it's – but and the reason why I'm saying that is because in Philadelphia, we hold Andrew Tony, at least the older people, 40 and above, we hold Andrew Tony in high regard. Yeah. He wasn't exactly like the big name guy nationally, but in the Philadelphia area, he was the man before the injuries, right? And the reason why I'm saying that is you look at Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is the Moses Malone of the team. I'm talking about the MVP, the best player at that particular time, right? So then you look at you look at um uh 
you look at um James Harden, he's the Dr. J, like he's the older, he's the elder statesman. He's the guy who's like was the MVP, the the all-star, the the hype guy, the score, right? And then you look at Mo Cheeks, and Mo Cheeks is kind of like the Tobias Harris, whereas he's the the unsung hero. He's very important to the team. He can do whatever they whatever you need him to do now. Tobias isn't an all-star, but at the same time, he has to be your your um you know, he has to be Mr. Versatile. Like yeah, he's right? steady, steadying presence, if you will. Steady, exact steady presence. But then you have Tyrese Maxey, who's kind of like Andrew Tony, big game. Guys, if things aren't working out for everybody, uh-oh, you're going to step up. You're going to become like the Boston Strangler, so to speak. You're going to have these big games. So to me, that's going to be his role. So where it's always like, it may not be one of those things where the people outside of the Philadelphia area are going to always acknowledge it. But when there's a big game and something's going to happen, you know that Tyrese Maxey is going to step up and do things. That doesn't always equate to all-star performances, to being recognized as, you know, the most improved player, you know, this and that. But I think in Philadelphia, everybody knows that when there's going to be a big game, He's going to be able to step up. So that's my analogy right then and there. So my realistic expectation is to now he's on the scouting report. After a while, he was anyway because of what he did a season ago. But now, not only with the ability, again, to finish with his speed and the angles that he's able to take, finishing ability at the rim, and now with the outside shooting, he's going to be, he's going to be the third option. And number one, that's a really good thing for the Sixers to have Tyrese Maxey as a third option. But now it's about, again, how he does it during the season. Does he have a 20, 30-point outburst for a couple of games, and then he comes back a fourth or fifth game, and we look at it, and he has eight points on three or 14 shooting. And we're saying, uh, you know, that's, that's that next step of his development, of finding a way to stay, again, engaged, and not have those struggles. Everyone struggles, but is it going to be far too often where that's so noticeable and in the loss, we say, okay, Tyrese Max is still not quite there just yet. But there's something about that guy, something about that player and the young man that we both know that you know he works to want to be that player as he always talks about getting 1% better every day. So I think that he'll, I think he'll make that jump from that 17 points, maybe about 19, 20. Next season, feeling more comfortable from the outside shooting from the beginning and also feeling more comfortable with James Harden as his running mate in, in the backcourt. The other part of it, Keith, is um, to not defer as much as he seemed to do when the other veterans, Embiid, Harden, Harris, are on the floor, where he doesn't have to look at it and say, I have to let them get off. That's James Harden's job, to, let, to set them up and get everybody engaged and get everybody going. Maxie's role is going to be his role, which is to score the basketball. Secondary ball handler sometimes, yes, the assist will come. But for the most part, if you're hot, if you have it going, don't defer. That only hurts the team instead of helping the team in the long run. So that's my thought. That's my opinion on a realistic expectation for Tyrese Maxie for the upcoming season, beginning with training camp in October. When we come back on the other side, we got to talk about an all-too-familiar video. Why? Does this keep happening? 
We're talking about Ben Simmons. Yes, that Ben Simmons may be tired of him, but he did it again. It's one of those we need to talk about it because what are you not noticing here? We'll dive into that next right here, Locked On 76ers. Right now, let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. You might as well. It's a hot summer day. You're inside. Do it today, people. A lot of baseball going on. A lot of baseball going on. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts like Keith Pompey. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, over the weekend, uh, you found a video. You saw it before I did, so you sent it to me. Uh, another one of these Ben Simmons shooting videos has surfaced. I'll tell you where I was when these would happen um, here. I would, I would look at these, man, and I would be like, okay, wh- what are you sending this for? What are you putting this out there in the atmosphere for? Okay, why? Because after year two and after year three, we wanted to see it translate to the floor. And that was part of the problem. Until he does it, this is now a joke, a running joke. And he doesn't recognize his people, his trainers don't recognize that this is not doing anything if it's not translating to the floor. Now, while it's the Brooklyn Nets problem, we've seen this problem before. And that's why it's a topical thing. Keith, why are they still sending these videos out? Man, I don't know. I mean, like to me, it's mind boggling. Now, maybe they think that, Okay, this is a different market, like, you know, Brooklyn, different fan base, and they're going to look at it. But, dude, people all over see the same videos. And it's like, yeah, he's working hard. He's putting in work in the gym. But, like, the hype mill is bad. Now, maybe these people are putting it out because they want people to know, like, look, this is what he did with us this summer. When When the season starts, we don't have any control of it. But to me, it comes to a point where, it's basically brings negative reaction to the guy. You know, it's kind of like people have seen this before and then they're going to start killing on it. Like, oh, here we go again. And, you know, I like Ben. Um, you know, I like him as a person, you know, respect him and this and that. But it's like to a point where you just get tired of seeing these same videos because it's Groundhog Day all over again. And then you think, like, when you look at these videos, is one of those things where you say to yourself, okay, this isn't going to happen again. He's in a different mindset. They're in a different mindset. They're just going to put in work. But when you see these videos, you say to yourself, oh, nothing's changed. It's going to be the same stuff. Am I right? I mean, it's like. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And, and, and so I don't understand it. I really don't. And, and just to just speak to the Brooklyn fans who feel like 
Philadelphia is just constantly coming down on Ben Simmons. It's not that. It's it, number one, you want to see him healthy because of the back injury. You never want to see anybody have to deal with that, especially if it's going to derail his career. So you want to see him back healthy, no matter how things ended up here in town. But when it comes to the videos, Nets fans specifically, we, we, we've seen it. We've, we've done it. We've been there where there will be so many videos put out by Rico Hines or Chris Johnson, his trainer. And and what I think the tag on this one, Keith, was Ben Simmons is a problem or something like that. Yeah. We we already know how good he is. It's always about the extra part of his game. And when is he gonna incorporate that into the actual game play for it to really take effect and help out the basketball team? So Brooklyn Nets fans, we're not sitting here to talk about this just to come down on the guy. It's just they keep putting it out there as if this is something totally different than what we've already seen. And it doesn't appear to be that way. Uh, and look, I, I'll be honest with you. When Keaton, when you sent it to me, I clicked on it and I was like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I opened it and I saw, I saw one clip and I was like, I'm done. I, I, I've seen this before. I've done this before and I'm not doing it again, especially if I don't have to have, have to worry about it for this season here with this basketball team. I'm like, all right, come on guys. And, to me, it was just more tone deaf than anything that they didn't really recognize that maybe I, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe show him playing basketball, running up and down the floor, but don't give him the, don't give the jump shot part of it again because that's just going to bring one more time negative publicity to the player who needs more positive reinforcement than anything at this stage. I agree one hundred percent, my man. Yeah, so. Um, I, who knows? Who knows what Brooklyn Nets fans are going to get with Simmons out there on the floor in the fall. Speaking of Brooklyn and what they may or may not get on the floor, there's now a proposed deal out there, Keith, that a report stating that the Boston Celtics have made a, a push for Kevin Durant via trade. will tell you what the trade is, and it starts with the package beginning with Jalen Brown, why this is a big deal if it does, in fact, go down. Tough one, crazy one. We'll get into it next right here. Final segment, Locked On 76ers. Welcome back. You are Locked On 76ers. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens here on the Locked On 76ers podcast, both on the uh, audio side and just on the YouTube as well. But we appreciate you all checking in. But Keith, the report came out early on Sunday morning from uh, both news droppers, Woj and Shams, uh, they both had it, that a, uh, a, a proposed deal was put together by the Boston Celtics where they have offered a package beginning with Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant, which Brooklyn turned down. But Jalen Brown, um, I, I think the offer was Jalen Brown, Derek White, and multiple first round picks. Uh, any in the report, any deal beginning with Jalen Brown, it, it is believed in the report that Brooklyn would also ask for Marcus Smart, which is something Boston is not trying to do. So this is what's going to happen, Keith, until something actually goes down with both Durant and Donovan Mitchell, where we hear reports that things have leaked out there about potential offers that again were ultimately turned down. What was the one we heard from LA and Indiana last week at the end of the week? Russell Westbrook for Miles Turner and Buddy Heel. It's like 
of course Indiana is going to turn that down, right? So uh, we're going to hear these types of things. But if you were, let's just say uh, for conversation's sake, if you were the Brooklyn Nets and you were offered Jalen Brown, Derek White, and multiple firsts, would you do that or would you balk at that deal? I mean, if I was the Brooklyn Nets, I, I think, I mean, I would consider it. But, I mean, here's the deal. Like, the multiple picks, they're talking about three unprotected first-round picks, 25, 27, and 29, and then two pick swaps, 24 and 26. So they basically just gutting them out, right? Um, you know, I, I mean, that's the saying that's what the stuff that could have been offered, right? But, but to me, I, I think what it's really doing is, is getting it out there to what it's going to take. Like, you know, Jalen Brown is a one-time all-star, right? Uh, a, a, a number two option on a team. And then you got another guy, like if the Derek White was in there, you know, another key contributor. So basically, and then with the three first-round picks, that's basically telling you, yo, this is what it's going to take. Well, we want more than this. So if you don't have that, don't come to the table for it right but you know i i think for a guy like durant yes you know you you like you're going to want at least that type of caliber player but i from boston i'm be honest with you i don't know if i want to do this if i'm boston i mean a you're getting rid of your future don't get me wrong kd in my opinion is the best player in the league in my opinion he just hasn't been as healthy as you you would like. And you're basically saying we're going to win now. Now, you and I talked about this before. And the problem that I have is right now you're saying that Jason Tatum is your alpha dog. He's the guy that you're going to go to. Now, you're saying like people are saying it took Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown a while to play together, Right a while for them guys to get on the same, the mesh and start realizing it is, it takes, there's no I in team. So now you bring in KD. So initially is one of those things where you say, okay, KD, you were kind of like the second fiddle in golden state to Steph Curry. Well, Steph Curry is a better player than Jay and then Jason Tatum. Right. So, well, but we want you to be second fiddle even though you're the best player in the league. So what happens is how's that going to play out if if you call a couple game-winning, a couple plays late in the game for Jason Tatum and it doesn't, and he doesn't hit him. And then you got everybody in the locker room and the coach is like, well, maybe we need to go in a different direction. And if you do go in a different direction, how is that going to play out with Tatum? You understand what I'm saying? So to me, it's like, you know, you got a guy who's the man, but then you're going to bring in somebody else who's the man. And and I just don't know, man. Like, as we all say, everybody always says, like, nah, you got you to play as a team. You got to do this. You got to do that. But basically what you're doing is you're telling the guy who is the man that we're going to bring in the man. So, I, you know, I, I just don't know how that's going to work. And then you're giving up three firsts. And and then two pick swaps, nah, nah. And you're giving up the second best player. I, I I don't see it. Like I get it right now. I think that Boston is championship ready 
with the additions that they made. And, you know, I, I just don't see giving up some depth and giving up your future for a guy who's 33 years old when you are already the best team in the East. But like you said, they'll win now. They're ready to win now. And if they couldn't get it done this past year, Jalen Brown was the most consistent player, the best player in that finals series where Jason Tatum, again, is looked to be the franchise. And we know one thing, Kevin Durant can definitely get you over the top when he's healthy on a big stage like that. So great stuff, Keith, man. I, I think that just real fast, if I was Boston, I would do it uh, just because, of course, you know, trying to trying to. If I'm Brooklyn, I'm asking for more like they did with Marcus Smart instead of Derek White. But I get why Boston would ask for it. And I think that two players like Kevin Durant, and especially with the respect that Jason Tatum has for Durant and then vice versa as a younger player, where Durant gives him his props for what he has turned out to be, that, that would be a very, very devastating combination between the two. And once again, when you get into a big spot like that, at least Durant knows what it's like to be there to maybe help get Jason Tatum over the top with his gameplay and helping them eventually win that series and ultimately an NBA championship. So uh, it's uh, it's going to be one that we're going to wait and see. We're going to keep monitoring it because this won't be the first time that we hear another trade offer or package that was laid out there for Kevin Durant or even Donovan Mitchell. So we will, we will keep an eye on that this summer, but we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. Uh, now make your second listen Locked On NBA for Locked On 76, Locked On Experts, sorry, covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, can you let people know where they can find us outside of these two? Yeah, listen, like we said, wherever you can get your podcast, that you can get the Locked On 76ers podcast. Also, what you need to do is if you want to get our YouTube channel, what you do is you go to the Locked On 76ers YouTube channel and you that Liberty Bell, click on the Liberty Bell and you become a subscriber. But, D, this week you're on two to six again. This is your last week, right? Yeah, two to six once again. Yep. Two to six. So what you need to do is starting today, if you haven't done it already for this week, you go to uh, 97.5 or NBC Sports Philadelphia if you want to see it live. If you want to look at them, stare at my man. <laughs> you can uh, you can go to 97.5 um, and 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 uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia from two to six and follow D on the show. Um, and then you can follow him on Twitter at Divine G975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on on Sixers. All right. Thanks. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. It's always good to be with you on this Monday. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow, man. Thanks, Keith. Thank you, bro. Have All right, a- thank you, everybody.